0: What's the CEO's role in fostering confident business innovation? Our guest, Robin Bolton, says... Do the opposite of your instincts. Find out more. Join us for Episode 295 of Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper.
1: This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated... Enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott.
0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated, And right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper.
1: Hi, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us again. And as always, our purpose here is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas to help visionary leaders accelerate themselves and their companies to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Now, you know, Pam, as we speak with CEOs, one of the themes that Keeps coming up is the importance of fostering a level of confidence that can inspire employees, partners, investors, and other stakeholders to support business innovation.
0: Yes. The challenge with confident business innovation is finding the right level for the circumstances. Yeah, that's right. For instance, one of the circumstances we've advised on happens when a company is successful. The CEO has shared a bold vision for creating new value for long-term growth, right? It's great. Some people are enthusiastic about it. Yet at the same time, these CEOs are facing resistance from others who are critical to bringing the vision to life.
1: This could be a real issue. And on the other hand, we've also worked with CEOs who were reluctant to share their bold vision and strategy with key stakeholders because they were afraid that others wouldn't really understand and wouldn't support them. Well, they went on and did stuff, and this caused confusion and even alienation, as people could see Mm -hmm. that things were happening. They didn't understand what was going on.
0: So confident business innovation matters. And the CEO has a pivotal role in fostering the appropriate level of confidence for moving their business innovation forward.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's why we're glad to be speaking today with Robin Bolton, the founder and chief navigator at Mile Zero, a consultancy that helps leaders of 100 million and over companies use innovation to confidently and repeatedly grow revenue. She previously worked at InnoCite, BCG, and Procter & Gamble, where she helped develop and launch the Swiffer product. Robin holds an MBA from Harvard Business School and a BS in marketing from Miami University. Her articles and perspectives have been featured in Fast Company, Harvard Business Review Online, the New York Times, and NPR's Marketplace. And you can read much more about Robin's background by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 295, and scrolling down to resources. So, Robin, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. And, you know, this whole topic of confident business innovation is going to be even more important as we're going into this incredibly complex world. You know, you can't simplify things. And yet, at the same time, you need to be confident about what you're doing. But what's confidence? Tell us a bit about what inspired your focus on confident innovation, and even before we do that, tell us about what confident innovation means to you.
2: Confident innovation is really around, and I love that you, you qualified it as appropriate confidence. So appropriately confident innovation is about going into the process of innovation, which is inherently uncertain, In Apparently ambiguous, and knowing that, not trying to immediately make sense of everything and immediately turn it into a process that is certain with a certain outcome, but being ready to kind of live with that ambiguity and navigate your way through it step by step, which is totally different than how you know how CEOs got to where they've they've gotten. How they look at their core business, which is something, you know, for most of them have been around for decades. And you know what's going on. It's what we call like a high knowledge, low assumption environment.
1: And people in this high confidence, low assumption territory are very good at incremental innovation, you know, new flavor of this, new shape of that, new packaging. But when you really need to change the game and respond to, all the other changes that are going on, that's when people kind of go, whoa. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it can get overwhelming. And the thing is, like the incremental innovation is really important. People get all get all caught up in the breakthrough and the radical and the disruptive and it's like it's all sexy and you get on the covers of magazines. But incremental is really important. Like you said, Scott, you gotta do both. I mean the world around is changing so fast. You've got to figure out how to navigate that, and that's something that most CEOs aren't used to doing. They're used to having all the answers. So, what inspired my focus was actually you kind know, of one of the the first rules of innovation is to fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Because you know, if you fall in love with the problem, you're open to any solution. Because all you want to do is just solve that problem. You're not focused on getting one thing out to the market and You know, so as I I spent my career in innovation, working with all these companies, working with all these leaders and CEOs, you know, I was trying to figure out what's the problem? Why do so many companies struggle with innovation? And what I realized was that for most companies, innovation isn't an idea problem. It's not that they lack ideas. It's not that they don't have the right ideas. Innovation is a leadership problem. And so I fell in love with that problem because the leaders, God bless you. You're doing your best, but you're the problem. For leaders, it's tough. Like, I I just, I kind of want to give them all a hug (laughs) because as a CEO, you are making extraordinarily logical decisions, right? You know, especially if you're the CEO of a public company, you have to deal with investors and Wall Street and all the pressures of a public company. And that is all extremely short term. You know, did you deliver the quarter? Did you deliver the year? and so any logical person which i assume a ceo is is going to optimize for that they're going to invest for the short term they're going to make decisions about the short term because that's what keeps everybody all this you know the stakeholders and shareholders happy that's what keeps them employed uh-huh. right it's
0: where the rewards are
2: it's where the rewards are and innovation is not short term
1: the problem is that the world is long-term. And if you don't plan for that, you can be like companies that are no longer what they once were. Yeah. And so balancing that is is such an issue.
0: Everybody's accountable. Yeah. But the CEO has a special role here. Tell us about your view of the CEO's role in fostering confident business innovation. And we'll talk more about it in the second segment. So the CEO's
2: role, You're right. It's truly unique, the role they have and the power and influence they have in an organization. And so they have, you know, you can maybe call it the soft power of they can really act as role models and show what it is to do something that's uncertain, to ask questions and be open to the answers. They can role model the behavior they want the C-suite and everybody else in the organization to, to behave like, you know, in one of your examples that you started with, coming in with the bold vision, that's great. Come in with the bold vision and then stop and ask, what do you think? What am I missing? You know, ask the questions, ask people to challenge you and really collaborate. So that's one aspect. The other aspect that truly only a CEO can do is is change the incentives. The metrics and how people are rewarded and how people are evaluated and creates create all of those systems and structures for innovation so it can live alongside operations.
1: We are singing from the same song. Important
0: people want to give ideas. I mean. For generations, there's been a suggestion box. And those suggestions don't go anywhere. That empties right into the waste (laughs) can. Right, right, right. And maybe now it's a suggestion database. Yes. (laughs) But it's hard for those things to really matter if the incentives aren't there. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Robin more about a CEO and C-suite team that were are able to really foster the right amount of confident business innovation. Stay with us.
1: This is Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. That's us. And we're on the web at businessadvance.com. As always, we focus on enabling visionary CEOs and C-suite leaders to accelerate the momentum it takes to create game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. So February 2024, as this episode is
0: coming out, is really, really special. This marks the beginning of our 10th year of episodes of Growth Igniters Radio. Yes, Robin, you are part of this. (laughs) We are so excited. I mean, so much has changed in 10 years of doing this. And we've been receiving more top podcast awards, including the 2023 PopCon Award for Best Business Marketing and Tech Podcast. Listeners tell us they enjoy our conversations with visionary CEOs and thought leaders like Robin Bolton, who are changing the face of business. They also really enjoy our Pam and Scott Quick Take episodes.
1: And if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, spread the good word. Become a recommender. Just open Growth Igniter's Radio on whatever app you use and write a review. It really makes a difference. And feel free to share links to your favorite episode, maybe this one, in your social media.
0: Welcome back to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper. That's me. And Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking with Robin Bolton, founder and chief navigator at Mile Zero Consultancy, about the CEO's role in fostering confident business innovation. Robin, tell us how people can find out more about you, your speaking, articles, everything Robin
2: Bolton. So you can go to my firm's website, which is milezero, spell out the zero, Z-E-R-O, dot I-O.
0: Okay, and you can find more information and links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 295, and scrolling down to resources. So in the first segment, we spoke about what confident business innovation is and Robin's views about where it starts. And, you know, we agree. There are a lot of things going on in this very complex world. And finding that right and appropriate level of confidence is the challenge. And that's our focus here. And when we left off, Robin was just getting ready to tell us a story about a CEO and C-suite team that were able to foster that appropriate level of business innovation. So... Robin, tell us that story.
2: It's a wonderful story, actually about a company that was incredibly successful, actually recognized as a top innovator. You know, the CEO was very confident about everything except in one one meeting with his direct reports, he absolutely admitted to having no confidence whatsoever in the innovation investments. And he said... He actually said, I feel like I'm sitting at a poker table placing bets and all the lights are off.
1: It's a scary feeling.
2: It's a very scary feeling, especially a company this size because they're making big bets. So in this moment where he just admitted to not having confidence in innovation, one of his direct reports said, okay, let's turn the lights on. So we started working together first with that mission of let's turn the lights on. Let's just... Figure out what the innovation investments are.
0: Did anybody suspect that the CEO felt that lack of confidence? No,
2: not a single person.
0: I mean, I think that's so important because there's a lot of pressure on CEOs to be confident, to appear confident, even when they're
1: not. Never let them see a sweat.
0: And so here you're saying that this CEO was willing to share with his Direct reports that he didn't feel confident?
1: That's a huge thing. It it could go one of two ways.
0: Yeah, is I say,
2: talk about doing the opposite of your instincts. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. saying to all your direct reports, I have no idea what's going on. And I don't like that does not make me feel good. That's the opposite of a lot of our instincts. So yes, huge, huge kudos um to the CEO for having that kind of courage. And I think what, what makes it especially interesting, but feeds into the challenge that we faced was that the company is very decentralized. So everybody around that table reporting to the CEO, they knew what they were investing in because they knew their innovation portfolio, they just weren't communicating it. And the culture in this company was also one that was very secretive. You keep everything to yourself and you share only on a need to know basis. And so there's this fear that, oh no, if suddenly the CEO can see everything, he may start taking things away from us and telling us not to work on this or you know, stop working on that. So turning the lights on was not as easy as flipping a switch.
0: What was the level of understanding that the board, it was a public company, yes? Yep. Yes. So the CEO was also under pressure, even as facing all this uncertainty within the ranks and the C-suite of having to convey some confidence to the board as well.
2: Yep. And this is this is actually one of one of the rare things that happens is that most companies start investing in innovation when, you know, the board has lost faith, when the investors have lost faith, when the platform is on fire, as we say. The platform was not on fire here
1: that's so important to be proactive. And yet, if you don't know what's going on, how can you, how can you guide it?
2: Right. So the CEO was practicing, we're doing well now. So we have the time and the space to figure out the things we don't know and put the things in place now that will steady us in the future. So through a lot of, you know, a lot of working relationship building talking to people this was not an email request hey send us what you're working on and we'll compile it this this was weeks and months of building relationships pulling together their portfolio and it turned out the ceo thought that he was the company was investing maybe you know 50% of its stuff in incremental innovation and then maybe 25% in adjacent so kind of moving into other customers, moving into other product lines, and then 25% in you know radical. And what we found was that about 85% was in incremental innovation, and only about 5% was in that radical. So it's very different portfolio optimized for the short term.
1: Yeah. And that puts them at risk in the long term, of course.
2: At risk in the long term. So what happened there was by seeing that, it was by seeing the reality, turning the lights on in the room, The CEO then was able to very actively work with his direct reports and shift that portfolio. And say, we have got to, you know, yes, cut down some of the incremental stuff. We need to start building the radical stuff. And over the course of of months and actually years, built up that structure to support radical innovation happening repeatedly, happening confidently, that could live alongside the core business
0: that's an amazing story so i'm sure that like pretty much every company radical in innovation can receive a bit of pushback even as he received support so how did he deal with that and create confidence in those other stakeholders the employees who were the resistors the partners you know maybe the outsourced
1: maybe board members yeah. yeah
0: how did he deal with that
2: the funny thing was is he was the first resistor. So the the original plan was like, yeah, we'll pull together a portfolio, but like we all know we need to work on radical innovation. So this team will work on radical innovation and pull together the portfolio in the in in its spare time. And he put the kibosh on that right away because he was confident that they were doing, like I said, that 50, 25, 25 split. He's like, no, 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 I just need the portfolio. When he saw the portfolio, that's when he's like, oh. The resistance dropped, but still he wasn't all in. It's like, okay, well, you know, again, safety, again, kind of short term. Let's let's lower the incremental. Let's boost up some of the adjacent. And once that got going, then he was confident enough to really take the lead and say, no, now we are going to go challenge our business model. Now we're going to go do the radical innovation. But it it took time and it took proof points. To build that confidence which is what you would expect
1: you just said proof points which is to me such an important concept because when you're moving into uncharted territory you don't know what you don't know you've got this big idea and it almost never goes like you think it's going to go sometimes it goes better actually how, how do you keep the energy and the confidence up when you're doing things that are unknown but promising
2: a lot of it goes to the people that you have working on it. So if you have curious people, it's amazing how that keeps the energy up because you're discovering all along the way. And so if you're excited by those little like moments of aha, like, you know, oh, oh my gosh, the portfolio is totally different than we thought. Interesting. Now we have a problem to solve. And then you go to the next step and you say, okay, well, you know, let's try building a different business model, see what that looks like and if it fails you're curious as to why it failed and then how can we use that learning so it's it's getting people who are curious and kind of that problem focus because that is it's a self perpetuating sort of energy driver and then those the proof points come through that action and suddenly you have trust
0: i think it goes right back to when you were talking about taking that opposite tack yep. that you might be inclined to do and uncovering the assumptions and being willing to go with what you discover well we're going to take another quick break and when we come back scott and i will speak more with robin bolton about immediately useful ideas for leading to foster confident business innovation stay with us
1: you're listening to growth igniters radio with pam harper and scott harper brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, where we focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase the momentum it takes to achieve game-changing results. We're on the web at businessadvance.com.
0: Have you ever wondered if so many CEOs think it's important to lead for business transformation and long-term growth in the rapidly changing world, why can it be so challenging to break the orbit of the status quo? Uh-huh. As an author and advisor to visionary CEOs who often face mysterious pushback to their big ideas, this was the question that sent me in a long search for answers. So, what's the secret of the great leaders? The successful visionary leaders I call growth igniters? The ones who are able to ignite game-changing business growth over and over again? What's their secret? they're able to anticipate and embrace the hidden leadership dynamics that can naturally emerge in uncharted territory. And how do they do this? That's what I share in my keynote, Break Orbit, Achieving Long-Term Growth in a
1: Short-Term World. Go to PamHarperSpeaks.com today to find out more about Pam's keynote and her availability to speak at your next leadership conference or executive retreat.
0: Welcome back to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been speaking with Robin Bolton, the founder and chief navigator at Mile Zero. Robin, remind us how people can find out more about you, your speaking, and anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners.
2: You can go to my website, which is milezero.io. Um, And when you're there, you can take a self-assessment around how innovation is going in your organization, how you're leading it. Um, And, of course, you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well.
0: And you can find more information and links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 295, and scrolling down to resources. So we are at the point in our episode where we talk about the three immediately useful ideas, and in this case – for a CEO to lead in a way that fosters confident business innovation. And we'll talk about each one, one at a time. Robin, let's start with the first immediately useful idea. First
2: idea, we've talked about it, but do the opposite of your instincts. Your instinct is, you know, to come out with that bold vision, do that and then stop and ask questions. If your instinct is to kind of hold back and, you know, because you don't want to influence your team, you don't want to tell them what to do, lean forward and engage the team in a conversation. Whatever your instinct is when it comes to innovation, do the opposite. So if you can catch yourself, when you you say, I think we need to do this, when you hear yourself say it, if you can catch yourself, just tack on, what do you think? If you can't catch yourself, because sometimes kind of in the, the heat of battle, hard to do honestly write on a post-it note ask questions ask questions if you hear yourself making a statement try to stop once you've made the statement and ask what do you think it can be hard to catch yourself in the heat of battle that's okay so the other thing you can do is just grab a post-it note write on it ask questions put it on your monitor you know Make it the ask questions, the background of, you know, your iPhone home screen. Just some little thing to remind you to ask questions.
1: Good point. What's another practical, tangible idea that people can do to increase the confidence for innovation?
2: The second thing they can do, CEOs can do, is reward learning. And what I mean by that is... We hear it all the time, fail fast, right? I hate failing. I don't want to fail fast. I don't want to fail slow. I don't want to fail at any speed. So reframe failing as learning. You've learned something you didn't know, experimentation. so when you see people fail, quote unquote, call it out as learning and reward them. And for the teams that have learned and have experimented, Everybody expects those people to be fired or demoted or, you know, their career stalled. Do the opposite. Promote them. Reward them. I mean, obviously, if someone does something incredibly stupid and dangerous and all that, don't reward them. But if someone takes a really smart, well-informed risk and it just doesn't work out the way you expect, reward them.
0: What's the third immediately useful idea here for a CEO to increase confident business innovation? Question the status quo.
2: A lot of people are concerned, they're worried for themselves of of what happens to them if they question the status quo. So they hold back. If you see the CEO questioning, why are we doing it that way? Is there a better way? When you see the CEO question the status quo and be open to the change, that sends such a clear message to everybody else in the organization that it is okay to ask questions as well. And suddenly they... And I've seen this happen that, you know, oh, we don't have enough ideas. When you see the CEO questioning the status quo, suddenly it just clears the path for ideas to start coming.
0: Absolutely. And so as the CEO who's listening to this episode, one of the things is to catch yourself. Again, it goes back to really being aware and catching yourself. You know, what is the status quo? What assumptions am I making perhaps about what is possible to change and what isn't in terms of that and again these balances in this level of saying i'm sharing too much i'm sharing not enough
1: and it's really important to do this when things are going well yes, yes. <laughs> because people wait oh things are going badly we have to innovate no you have to innovate when things are going well yes because you don't have time <laughs> If you're on a burning platform. And just, it goes back to your story, Robin, and it is so hard to question success and yet so important. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. We're all on a mission here to do some of that. (laughs) We are. Here we are. We're at the end of this episode and it's been so much fun. Can you leave us with some final thoughts on what the role of the CEO can be to confidently lead business innovation.
2: Yes. The CEO can be, must be the innovation role model. And they must be the, I'd say the innovation champion who runs through the brick wall to recreate the organization, to create an organization that can do innovation and operations, which are very different. And in that way, the CEO stops being the problem and starts being the solution.
0: Thank you so much for being our guest on Growth Igniters Radio. Oh, it was my pleasure. I loved the
2: conversation.
1: Thanks, Robin. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To contact us, get show notes and resource links for this week's episode. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 295.
0: Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott
1: Harper, wishing
0: you continued success and leaving you with this question to consider for yourself and with your team. Are we balancing the right level of confidence for our business innovation? How would we know?